When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You probably do if you're a Hawthorne supporter and you've decided to come down to GMHBA Stadium uh, to watch their first hit out against another mob in 2023 after a pretty bright start by the Hawks. They were uh, matching it punch for punch, Julio, in the first five or ten minutes, but since then it has been one way traffic. Very impressive, aren't they, the Cats? Sabah Radagalia playing in defence is mm. interesting. I think JJ forecast that maybe late last year. They don't need any more good players, do they? But Tanner Bruin looks pretty at home in the midfield. Ollie Henry up forward looks pretty good. Jack Bowes is out there as well. So, um, and all really, we don't read too much into this, but no, they look pretty sharp. you don't. But the one thing that is a bit unsettling if you're a Hawthorne supporter is that Geelong are probably going, you know, probably at about 75 or 80%, you'd suspect. Uh, and yet the pressure has got Hawthorne, uh, particularly in defence, in all sorts of trouble. So they've had a couple of chains of footy. Kaczynski just drops a mark and it fumbles it out of bounds about 20 metres around from goal. But there's been moments where Hawthorne have lost their way um, from, a, you know, from, from a composure perspective in defence. And um, Geelong's got another gear or two to find, you'd suspect, on the back of this. So it is what it is. We understand that. And, you know, I think we know that these two teams are at very different mm. stages of their, you know, their, their particular football journeys. But um, we probably came down here today thinking that Hawthorne were the ones that are going to be pretty wound up and take, well, take it right to the, the opposition. The, the sniff that they were going to be, mm. uh, given that's what they've been like in their match simulation. You want to do some predictions? Yes, go on. Predictions? Yes, please. So Gazy, Gazy wants to put in, on the uh, agenda that Fergus Green, the former dog that's now Hawk, uh, will kick 30 this year. 30-plus for Fergus Green. Well, he's got the number 26 on his back, and that number has been responsible back yes. in the day of black and white and the early stages of colour TV, responsible for a lot of goals kicked for the Hawthorne Footy Club. So, um, uh, yeah, well, it, I'll tell you what, if Fergus Green kicks 30 goals, that's a massive tick. That's pretty bold. That's play five games of footy. Yeah, that's 7-8. That's mm. So we've had four predictions so far each. Uh, Gazy, everyone's involved a Hawthorne player or something about Hawthorne. He's had Hawthorne to win by eight-plus games. No reports for Toby Green and James Sisley. Lloyd Meek will be in the All-Australian discussion and now Fergus Green will kick 30-plus. Is he aware there's a few other teams in the competition? I think he is. He just doesn't know a lot about them. Well, maybe he needs to cast the net with a few of his... Throw it out on uh, his Twitter handle and maybe get some support from his legion of followers. What are you going with today? I'm going for one of the one no no one of the absolute straight up and down ones, and we'll all be asked to predict this at some stage. But I am the more I look at the Melbourne list, and are they going to win the flag? Oh wow! Melbourne's winning the flag in 2023. What makes you say that? Well, just they they tick every single box. What about key forwards? Well, if you've got Ben, if you get the best out of Ben Brown and James McDonald, uh, um, Tommy McDonald, if you get the best out of those two. And that's not... That's a question, Mark. That, that is. But mm. they, don't, they, they don't have to become Franklin and Ruffhead. No. They just need to be Brown and McDonald. And then around them, you've got enough other blokes who can kick goals. I mean, they've got a goal-kicking midfield, particularly with Petrarca. Mm. If you think that, you know, the, between the Ruckman, they can kick one and a half or two goals a game, that's a win. 
Um, the kid on the half-forward flank, Frick. his goals for fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that at their best, they cobble enough. They cobble together enough goals. Down the other end of the ground, they're rock solid. Their midfield is irresistible. So you just got to you just got to bank on them being fit. This goes if you're going to tip it to any that's team, to, anyone, whoever yeah. whoever you're tipping to win the flag, injury plague teams that win. That's exactly right. And particularly if they lose, you know, injuries to key players. But I feel like um, they last year stung them. I don't think the defence was what they wanted from themselves. Um, and I reckon they're burning a bit, Melbourne. Now, that will come to pass. Is Are they... What do they run into and, you know, how the list stays together and all of that sort of stuff. But uh, right here, right now, they just look like they've got most of the bases covered that you need to um, to be an elite team in a competition like this one. And I reckon they're the team to beat in well, my mind. This everyone's year. talking about Grundy coming in at Melbourne, which is fine. We get it. That's the big signing. But how shrewd do you think is the recruitment of Lockie Hunter? Well, see, he's another one. That he's gets... a good player. Yeah, he is. Like, he's, he, yep. his levels haven't really dropped off that much. He's had a few issues off the field. Mm. But it's almost an A-grade talent well, coming well, into your footy club. No question. And in a really important position. Mm. I mean, Melbourne use, Melbourne use their wingers really well. Mm. They've turned that position, along with others in the competition, and it's now become, you know, a really important team's holding their width and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and to have a le- have a really good, high-quality left-footed wingman, mm. and when you've got a right-footed yep. wingman on the other, that becomes, you know, that becomes a potential, um, str- another potential strong suit for them. So I think it's a good point you raise. Um, uh, I, they just look... We know they've got the talent. We know that that's an absolute given. They they did it, albeit in a you know, COVID-interrupted season uh, when they won the last one. But I just think... You know, you can't disrespect who we're watching out here right now. Blimey, they've, they've added some quality plays to a team last year that was pretty good. And if Damien Hardwick tells us that it's the most talented Richmond team he's worked with in his time there, you've got to respect that. Um, Sydney will be burning after all. So we, all, we can roll through all the others, and there's probably five or six that will give themselves a legitimate claim to be one of the teams to beat this year. But I just like the way Melbourne stack up and... They look, um, for me, they're the team to beat. Give me a boldness rating for these two off the 40 Winks temper. Right up. Uh, so uh, I'll do a gazy. Double five nine says Jack Gunston for the Brisbane Lions will kick 50 no, he won't. plus. That's, 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 that's a boldness rating of nine. Okay. And what about this one? I like it. And I hope Phil, he does, but I don't think he will. Phil says Geelong will finish higher than Hawthorne this year. <laughs> That's that's in the negative. If you're allowed to actually drop below zero, uh, that that Phil, that is that. What about you? Where are you well, going? I'm going a little bit off the back of what you said the other day. With you know, you're big on the the two tweaks to the stand rule will be a success. Yeah, good. Yep. And I hear all these coaches talking about attacking footy, attacking footy. Scoring will go up this year, on average by one goal per game. Scoring, Scoring keeps going backwards. This year, upwards. What makes you say that? I just think. The stand rule helps again. And there, I think there's just a feeling across the competition that not many teams are going to play that defensively. Okay. They want to play like the Richmond style of footy. Good. They want to move the ball on. Kick goals. I so hope I- you're right. I hope you're right. We're, we all do. The candidate of that is... So Hawthorne's one of those clubs that said they want to do that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully a team like Hawthorne, who's not looking at 2023 as its season to peak, Hopefully they don't respond to the scoreboard. 
Yes. Hopefully they just keep playing the way that they mm-hmm. have declared they would like to play. They didn't really respond to the scoreboard last year. No, they didn't. No, that's a good point. Mm. So uh, that'll be the challenge, though, if... If the two or three teams that have said that's what we're going to do, and we, you know, we 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 tried it a bit, and we're going to build on it, and we're going to bring more of that into our game, and um, hopefully the the win loss doesn't get the better of them, and the scoreboard doesn't affect their own ambition, and and they keep doing it irrespective of what you know the numbers on the big black thing over in the corner tell us. So I hope you're right. So we'll wait and see whether that's the case, and we're all happy if you get it right for sure. Mm, what about this one, Dusty to win the Coleman? That's bold. It's extremely bold. That's, it, very, that's a nine. Out of, okay, so it's extremely bold. Can you see it happening? No. So what do you got to kick I, to win I the think, You got to win kick sixty five. You got to be able yeah, to. You got to kick yeah sixty five. So what's the best he's kicked in a year? For? I think it's about forty five. Forties. I think okay. he can kick fifty because Damien uh, did say in the, an article the other day he's going to play more forward. So if he can kick fifty, why can't he kick sixty five? If he, uh, if he play- I think it, no, I think 65 is too much. I don't think Dustin Martin can average three goals again. The problem with that is that he's going to have to play, uh, you know, more deep forward if that's the case. And I don't. I think Revolt doesn't mind getting up the ground mm-hmm. a bit these days and be a bit of a link play between you know offense and defense, as we say. <laughs> but what do you do with Tom? Tom Lynch is a big factor. Uh, he's your stay at home man. That's so. He and Martin are going to be fighting mm. for that. Now listen. Carlton have had two players mm-hmm. in contention uh, alongside one another. In so you can have two players who kick a lot of goals in the one team. That's true. Uh, one doesn't have to you suffer have because two plus of the other. Fifty. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, so I you're not. So you don't think it's as bold? No, as it is. I think. It's extremely bold. Mm-hmm. But but the, but I like the idea of it, mm. and I, I, I love it. I don't think it's going to happen, but. It's yeah, you know, some nine out of ten as you go, yeah, good, but it's bold, but it's never going to happen. Mm. You think it's a sniff? I reckon I can see a world mm. in which seventeen or eighteen rounds into the season, Martin sitting Ooh. in the top four or five in the Coleman. Oh, Richmond will be sitting in the top four or five in the ladder. Well, there's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. His big challenge is going to be, and I just said knowing that we're talking to Damien today, but his games played are dropping off the cliff. Mm. In his in his career, he he was bulletproof for the first eight or nine seasons that he played, and then he's, he's he went from twenty two twenty three every single year to sixteen in twenty one to nine in twenty two. So the big challenge is, and we know he's had some you know some off field yeah. some personal yeah. matters that have seen him miss some footy, um, but they're going to have to try and make sure that he's. If you're going to win a Coleman, he's got to play 22, 23 games of footy. So. Well, I guess the one two years ago was a freak injury, the kidney. Yep. Last year was a couple of hammies, though. So yep. that's, that's right. getting into the soft tissue area. Hey, sports update for Simmons, the great Australian builder. Started by one tradie with a dream in 1949, now building thousands of Aussie homes. So Gil McLaughlin down in Tassie today. Yep. The 350 million. So this is the breakdown, he said, of how it's going to be spent. So a minimum of 15 million in the stadium, in the arts yep. and entertainment precinct. Ten million in the club's training and administration facility. Yep. Ninety-three million in game development. Thirty-three million to develop young male and female talent in Tasmania, and two hundred nine million in distributions to the new club over the first ten years to cover base funding, variable funding, AFLW funding, and special list establishment establishment funding to ensure a strong team from the start. They expect five thousand tourists per game. Right. AFL football per game. There. And 123,000 people per year from interstate and overseas for events at that stadium. 
5,000 tourists per game. 5,000 per game. I, I, does that sound like a lot or not? I, uh, does that, I don't even know how to process that. I think when a Victorian team goes down, that's probably about right. So when, when the Adelaide Crows play in Melbourne, do we get 5,000 uh, Adelaide Crows? I reckon they're going well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, well, that's, this is a great thing about... This is what the AFL does particularly well. Like they, they've, got a, they've got models that have, they've had in place for a long time with expansion teams. Um, and they can, pro- based on the fact that this is a footy town, so it's going to have established... And the fact that Tasmania is an extremely easy state to get to, particularly if you live in the, you know, mm. the southeastern corner of Australia, which a lot of football supporters Correct. do. Um, that fit, that, that, listening to you read that out, that feels particularly achievable. Yeah, I think so. That stuff. I think so. So we're not going to get a decision before the budget, are we? The no. May federal budget. And Gillian McLaughlin basically conceded that today. How will that? Go? How do you reckon? We're neither of us are political scientists. Uh, but how will that work in the broader community? If if the federal Labor government, who's required to find 240 million there or thereabouts for this mm. to to finish off um, the the required money to build the thing, how's that going to play? In the bro- bro- I don't in the think right community? now, fantastic. Not with interest rates and no, inflation, and, and inflation, and, and cost of living. Mm. Probably not great. It's but a tough I think, sell, isn't I it? think they're going to do it eventually. Do yeah. you, you think? I feel yeah. like it's going to happen. Yeah, so do yeah, I. yeah, yeah. And that's what we said before. The ROI aspect of it all is critical. If they can convince us all mm. with that sort of data to create, and this, there will automatically be jobs created because the mm. thing's got to get built. So um, there's no question in the however long it's going to take to build it, two years, two, three years in that phase of it, it'll be a boon for the construction industry in, yep. in, in Tassie. And it'll create a heap of jobs. And then there's going to be the management of it thereafter, which ongoing employment... So, so there's all of that. they just got to be able to convince us that um, it ticks the boxes economically and um, they are left with a legacy uh, piece of infrastructure thereafter, which will change Hobart forever. Speaking which... of Tasmania, well done to Alex Pearce. Absolutely. Captain of Fremantle. They've had two Tasmanians as captains. Chris Bond. Oh, there you go. And Alex Pierce. He's the 10th uh, skipper of the Dockers, pretty, I think I read. Yeah, 10th skipper. And the vice captains are two of their best youngsters, Andrew Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong. So, w- did I read somewhere also that Sam Swickowski is part of the leadership yes. group? Yes. It's a hell I of love a, him there. Isn't that a great story? Mm, very good story. Five Fox Hill, years, wasn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. run around for Box Hill five years ago, this bike. Yep. And now he's an AFL lead. He's on an, a, 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 and a team. That I don't know where Fremantle finishes. They, well, they won't finish... make the eight, according to me. No, you, they could finish anywhere from fourth to they could. 13th. No, no, they could They could take another step forward, definitely. Yep, but you don't think they will? I don't think so this but year. But it's a hell of a story. I've always said so that improvement's him. not linear. Um, okay, <laughs> You've been strong on it for a long time. Very strong. What about <laughs> Bob Murphy doing a sit-down with Pav on the Channel 9 did, News I did the other that. day? Skinny bit of meat on a bit of meat. Uh, the competition, Robert yeah. Murphy. Yeah.